Welcome, Suns fans, to another edition of the Suns Jam Session Podcast. My name is Darth Voida, and I'm probably doing the worst Darth Vader voice you have ever heard. Welcome to our trick-or-treat Halloween episode. I am joined, as always, by my cohort in crime, the master of the microphone, Matthew Lissy. Matthew, how are you? <laughs> Doing great, dude. Actually, you're fantastic at it, dude. I don't even know what to say because um, I just like, who's your father? Is that what they ask in the movie? I haven't seen the Star Wars, so I don't even know. Luke, I am your father. <laughs> and, well, that's I it, take dude. That off as fast yeah, as I that could. Yeah, quick. <laughs> Well, welcome, Jamsters. You pulled it off, dude. Actually, it's funny because you you use it a lot. I've seen you at work and stuff where you wear it and walk around and give people trouble. So it's yes. pretty intimidating. Yes, I've dressed up as Darth Vader many a Halloween, and I figure for our first Halloween podcast, I'd at least throw it on for the <laughs> intro. So for those of you watching on the live stream, I hope you enjoyed that. If you're listening on the podcast, hey, no worries, man. You didn't miss out on too much. It was just me with a Darth Vader helmet on, and I looked kind of like an idiot. Uh, but it is our trick or treat Halloween episode. So let's throw some cobwebs on the screen. Woo! Yeah, nice and we'll, and spooky. Yes, it's terrifying. It truly is terrifying. <laughs> and we'll welcome everybody uh, who's watching. If you're watching the live stream, fantastic. If you're listening, you know, thank you. Make sure that you subscribe to the podcast. Make sure. Uh, wherever you're listening to this on the bright side of the sun, or if you're watching on the live stream, make sure you hit the subscribe button. We appreciate it. Hit the like button. You know what to do. A uh, lot to talk about on this episode. Um, we have our trick or treat that we're going to play. We're going to do the fast break to start. And it's so where we're going to go some of those, that, that fast news that's coming at us left and right right now. And we'll start off with that. We'll go into our trick or treat. We'll explain how that's kind of played. We'll deal with our thoughts. And then uh, if we got any time at the end, maybe we'll have a dumb trade of the week or a mailbag question. Does that sound good to you, Matthew? Sounds fantastic, dude. Let's get this thing started, huh? Let's you got a beer or started. no? Uh, this is... <laughs> oh, man. This is What's awkward. What's going on, um, huh? I, I drank all of the beers last night. Um, so Good reason, though. Yeah. Right? I, yeah. I was, I've had a very good reason to do so. Um, but because of that, I don't have any beer. So uh, if you're listening along with us, make sure you pop them up before us. Uh, and I'm just going to drop the beat. All right, Matthew. So here we go. You know, the first thing I wanted to do is start off and just explain to everybody out there who's normally listening to us that we've been doing these live streams on Wednesday, eight o'clock Mountain Standard Time. Effective this Sunday, or yeah, this Sunday, we're going to be doing these twice a week once again. So super excited for that, right? Yeah, yeah, very excited. Actually, it feels like it's been longer than a week since our last podcast. That's why we're going to step it up, and there's going to be a lot of news, man, because there's already stuff breaking about the season we're going to talk about right now coming yep. up so once that starts i mean who knows what's gonna happen the next day that's why we got to be on as soon as we can so we can actually talk with our jamsters and figure things out and if we're excited about things if not then uh it's another rough sun season i don't know <laughs> yeah well we'll see i mean there's so much going on so fast and you know during the season we were doing two to three podcasts a week uh we figured we go sunday night 8 p.m thursday night 8 p.m mountain standard time so wherever you're watching yeah. this podcast i know that daylight savings time is this weekend i think for the rest of the country or the world uh we don't do that shit yeah, here in Arizona. Us, so yeah yeah but if, but if it does affect you check your local listings oh and yeah. make sure that you're turning you're you're tuning in at the right time <laughs> um but yeah so really excited that we're going to be going back to two podcasts a week uh so thank you to all of our supporters who've been you know dealing with the fact that we've been doing just one a week uh it was the off season but the off season's you know rapidly coming to a close uh there's been a lot of different things that are going on uh news wise uh the nba is now targeting the 2020 2021 starting date as uh december 22nd man I mean, yeah. that's what that's what uh, uh, Shams Sharania was saying. He said the league office reportedly informed the, its board of governors on Friday that intends to schedule a 72 game season beginning three days before Christmas and ending prior to the 2021 Olympics in late July. Uh, KOC also added travel between games will be cut down to 25 percent with baseball baseball style series between opponent opponents because they're going to be playing everybody in the West. Uh, what were your initial thoughts when you heard this news, man? I mean, I wasn't surprised, right? I mean, this is the NBA. They get stuff done very, very quick. Um, the thing I'm most excited about, though, too, is actually when KOC released today that he heard it might be series. And 
that might be a way just to help teams. It's like cut down by 25%. So it's going to help teams actually rest better. I feel like we're going to get better ball out of it. Uh, 72 games too. That's something that I feel like a lot of people have been asking for. Any NBA podcast you listen to, they're always talking about cut the games down. Any NBA player will tell you too, we don't need that many games. Um, so they're getting what they want. They're going to test it out again, just like we did this in the bubble. But I think that going into a full season of 82 games wasn't realistic. But to actually come out this quick and just release basically a statement saying this is when we want to start the season, I'm not surprised. But I also heard, too, a lot of the players want to maybe even start the, the season on MLK Day, which is my birthday. Well, actually, no, it's not. It's a day after my birthday. Uh, it's January 19th, correct? I don't know what it is this upcoming year. It's always, I think, the, the second or th- the oh, third. Oh, I think it's actually the 18th this year. So, it's, yeah. yeah. It's the third Monday in January, and that's what a lot of players have been yeah. asking for, and that makes sense. A lot of these guys who were in the bubble were away from their families for a prolonged period of time. They probably want to spend the holidays with their families. Uh, that's not something they normally get to do when the season's normal, but everything's been kind of a curveball, so I can understand why a lot of players are kind of going the other way on that and saying, hey, man, like, can we can we do this in January? But it is very NBA to be like, listen, we need to get this ball rolling. Uh, we're going to put a lot of these different protocols and, and really thoughtful processes together in order to make this happen. So kudos yeah. to the NBA for already thinking that. Like, I wasn't ready for that news. Like, when they're like, December 22nd, I was like, hold on, whoa, shit, I'm not ready for that. Like, that's but like two, that's less than two months away. You know, it's yeah, like, no, how, how are you going to make this happen? And then playing in the West, like I hear this playing against the West. Does that hurt or help the Suns, man? Playing it. Well, I mean, it's, it's always hurt them, right? No matter yeah. how much they sucked, it still hurt them. I mean, they maybe could have got maybe another three or four wins without the, within like the last five years, <laughs> who knows, but it's going to suck. But you're, you're saying that they're coming back so quickly, especially after just winning the NBA championship with the heat and the, the LA Lakers. But these guys, I feel like they're gonna be ready. I think I think they're in the gym basically the next day on Instagram taking pictures, showing like you know they're lifting weights already. They're gonna be in the gym, so e- either they're gonna start training camp early, and when they do start it, I don't think it's gonna be a big deal after just coming off of the bubble season because I think they're it's gonna be basically them in the off season working out, but they're gonna be with their teammates working on stuff for the next season. So I don't think it's gonna phase these guys. They're gonna be ready to go. Yeah, I think when they entered the bubble, we were all shocked. We thought we'd get a couple fat guys in there, like, oh, somebody wasn't working out. No, these guys. Yeah, are, I remember that. Yeah, yeah. That crazy. It's like crazy masters talk, of their right? craft. We're like, Jokic is going to come back like 50 pounds overweight. He like dropped 75 pounds. We're like, he did. Yeah. Okay. So, <laughs> yeah. Um, I, I, I definitely think that these guys will be ready for it. It's going to be really interesting, though, to see if, you know, the, the league's going to be ready for it. I mean, they're talking about training camps of, of essentially would start on December 2nd. Mm-hmm. And I know that you have a lot of the veteran players, LeBron included, of course, because, I mean, LeBron's always got to tell us what he's thinking, uh, saying, you know, we're going to sit out a bunch of games at the beginning of the season if you're starting it that early. And you know what? That's They they, they can do that. Sweet, whatever. Maybe the Suns can pick off some victories from them for doing so. I just think that it's going to be really tough on the league to put all that stuff together in such a short amount of time. Now, granted, it is less than two months. Uh, and they put together the bubble in probably around the same time frame. I think it was like about mid to late May is when they decided when they were going to do it. And July is when it actually occurred. So they gave themselves a couple months to make the season happen. It's going to be really interesting to see how they pull this together and what they're going to pull together. I do think that you hit the nail on the head when you said, you know, people have been talking about a short season for a while. And this is going to give us kind of a preview of what a 72 game season will look like as, you know, compared to an 82 game season. And I definitely am a fan of them going through this approach because Olympic basketball is something that I enjoy. I think it's something that a lot of the players enjoy. I think it's a lot of opportunity for those players to mature and get to know uh, how, and just to get like Dem Booker, you know, if he's an Olympian, he gets to go and he gets to be coached by Greg Popovich or whoever's going to be Team USA's coach next year. And I think that's nothing but beneficial to these players. So knowing that the NBA is trying to make time to slot out these players having the ability to play in the Olympics is something I'm a huge fan of. Oh, yeah, me too, man. And I think, honestly, Booker will probably take the next step and actually join this year. I know last year there was kind of a big thing, a big fuss about him not joining the Olympic team. So this upcoming Olympic um, summer, I really hope that they actually shorten the season for that reason so they can play some ball. Because I do kind of miss watching that. I mean, any ball. I mean, when we went through the pandemic, we had nothing. And then we had everything. The last three months, we've had every freaking sport. So just keep it up. And what's so exciting is like, when football is over, we're going to have basketball basically right there. It's going to be like basically what 20 games in maybe when the football season is over, who knows, but the, the style where it's going to be maybe a three game series or something like that between teams. I'm, I might enjoy that. That might be kind of different for us, like as NBA fans, but I think it would be kind of cool just to see how 
like game plans change and stuff. And like, if these teams can go head to head, who can win three out of the three and stuff like that? I just, I, I'm kind of excited about that, especially the, with the rest. Like they're not going to be flying in the night before or two nights before. And, you know, maybe they can have practice too in between those games. They can actually schedule it so that they can have practice in between. That'll get them some rest too as well. So I'm actually very excited about this. I feel like any news I hear from the NBA, I get pretty pumped for it because they, they hit it re- the nail on the head too. You know, <laughs> we do that, but they do it too as well. No, you're, you're, it's going to be really interesting because like bubble basketball was really fun to watch because it was these guys in this format that allowed them to be the best possible versions of themselves as basketball players. They didn't have the distractions of the fans. They didn't have distractions of demos. They were just out there playing basketball all the time. And I like the series setup to your point because you get to see what it look, what it's, it, it's, they're like little mini three game playoff series where, yeah. where it's not like win or go home, but you get to see micro adjustments that happen game to game. And you really have an opportunity as a head coach to make those adjustments and see how your team responds to them and really learn who and what you have. So it will be an interesting format. Uh, Raymond Gonzalez in the chat says, are they going to allow fans? My guess is they're going to try to figure out some way to have limited seating. They were, I saw a report today on ESPN where they were talking about how I think the, the NBA lost 10% of its revenue mm-hmm. overall. If they go into next season, and have no fans, it's going to be like 40% of total revenue. Yeah. And like, they can't afford that. They need the fans there. So yeah. I'm sure much akin to baseball in the world series and much akin to football, they're going to come up with some way to provide limited seating and knowing the NBA, they're going to knock it out of the park. I mean, that's what they do. They, they put together processes that are, uh, worthy of me voting for Adam Silver for president. So, I mean, I know, right? And especially if that vaccine maybe comes out, who knows, the next two weeks when the election's over. Yeah, it's supposed to come out next Thursday, right? Yeah, I think so. So, once that's out, I think we'll be all good. But if they're doing the three game homestand, um, maybe it's, I mean, if it's going to be like 50% capacity, then you'll have fans that didn't get, like, if the Suns host the Lakers, you can go see them either Monday, Wednesday, or Friday. Some like our Monday, Wednesday, Thursday, whatever. So you have an opportunity when they're in town to where you can't get a ticket because it's 50% capacity. You have it for next game. So you have an option there too as well. So I think that'll work out as well. Yeah, no, that'd be super cool. I'm I'm excited to see how that works out. And then they also announced this week that at least some reports have NBA free agency starting as soon as November 20th or 22nd, which is just a couple days after the draft. Uh, do you yeah. hope that this is the date or do you want them to wait like a week and we get it over like Thanksgiving? Well, I mean, it gives us something to talk about at Thanksgiving, right? You yeah. won't have those kind of like awkward kind of conversations with people you don't really want to talk to in your family. Then you have basketball, but it's only like two people in our family that actually like basketball. So <laughs> we have me. the opportunity. Yeah, then we could talk about it. Maybe we'll have a Thanksgiving pod because no one else will care about basketball but us. And we could just talk about these transactions. That'd be great. Uh, but that's the only reason I could think of. I mean, it, the the sooner I feel like it would be the better. I feel like, especially if they're going to start the season so soon and get training camp going, I'd have these players know which team they're on, even if it's four or five days earlier. I think that's, that's a plus. And I think uh, for it to be earlier, I, I'm all for that. I'd feel bad for like Woj and all the NBA players trying to spend times with their families over Thanksgiving to like, Free, that's when free agency is going on. Yeah. Like you're sitting down, yeah. you know, you imagine you're like Chris Paul and you're sitting down and you're about to carve the turkey. It's you. It's the, the <laughs> it's the new Chris Paul's in the room played by Carlton. It's just awkward. And all of a sudden, like your phone's going off and you've been trained yeah. to like Philadelphia or something, you know, it's just like, have some respect. They're like, so, honey, who is that? Oh, nobody, nobody. Don't worry. No, yeah, no. It's, it's Jake from State Farm. He, like, he just takes up the, he just picks up the turkey and walks out the door, you know, to the next state he's moved <laughs> yeah, to. That yep, must be like, miserable, right? On my, on my way to Philly. Yeah, so, yeah, I, I, I think that having it the 20th or the 22nd, especially two days after the draft, like that's going to make for a really fun week of basketball. Oh my god, we're going to have a podcast yes. every night. Yeah, we're going to have to just to kind of keep up. Not with to everything. think about us so much, but you know, it's fun to talk about, dude. Well, I'm that's excited. what makes it fun, you know, because we again yeah. we go to Thanksgiving dinner. And it's you and me in the corner, like just talking basketball. Your brother comes over and he's like, You guys still doing the podcast? And yeah. like, Yeah, man, you should My brother's subscribe. A <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he's like, That's what he sounded like. <laughs> That's exactly. I think I nailed that impression, just like I nailed that Darth Vader impression at the beginning yeah. of the podcast. Oh, so that's perfect, dude. Well, thank you very little. Yeah. Um, yeah, I just I'm excited because that's gonna be the draft on November 18th. Potentially two days later, you have free agency. You don't normally get that. Normally you get the draft, and then probably about a week and a half later is when you get um free agency about July 1st. So mm-hmm. Yes. A lot of a lot of different things could be hitting us all at once. So we're looking like uh, it's going to be a fun week in about less than a month now. Because, I mean, it's the 28th of October when we're recording this. So, I mean, we're just weeks away from that. So, 
Well, you ready to play a little game, seeing as it's Halloween? I am, dude. Something original, right? Something original. Trick or treat. There's my Vader helmet. Trick or treat, ladies and gentlemen, is what we're going to be playing here today on the Suns Jam Session podcast. Um, For those of you who don't know how this is going to be played, it's it's pretty simple. Okay, pretty pretty much. I had I had to read the guidelines maybe five times, but I got it after that. Yeah, well, you probably didn't because you don't like to ever play these games right. Um, But it's it's super easy. Okay, we're going to take turns bringing up different situations for the Suns, and we're discuss whether it would be a trick or a treat if it were to happen. Ooh, Mm. weird. so let's just start off easy. The Suns draft okay. Obi Toppin at number 10. Is that a trick or a treat? Oh, well, treat, obviously, because I, I feel like... Think uh, about it. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't think I was like... I was just rereading the rules again, so that's why it took me a little bit. But yeah, definitely a, definitely a trick, dude, because... Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> How do you mess it up again? It's Def- a treat. Definitely a treat. Yeah, I'm going to do a treat. Just because I've been hearing so much about him maybe being even a top one, top two, top three pick... So if if you have that and you end up he ends up falling like a lot of these guys might, and you get your guy, especially John, this is definitely a treat. Um, uh, him to be in a Suns uniform would be kind of like a dream come true for a lot of us Suns fans. I feel like so definitely a treat, right? Yes, yes. Almost that trick it. again. That's it. <laughs> you're gonna have a yeah, hard treat. time with this game. Treats. Yeah, Raymond Gonzalez. So it'd be yes. cool if everyone answers too as well. Yeah. So if so if you're you know uh, watching live, feel free to put your thoughts on whatever these scenarios are tricks or treats as well. Because uh, Matthew's going to get them wrong, so he's just going to rig your answer anyways, and we'll go from there. So all right, I think you guys all get the gist. Pretty easy. Let's have some fun. All right. So Matthew, I'll ask you the first one. Um, even though I asked you the preliminary yeah, I was one. Say, but... Well, is it trick or treat for you though? Just just really quick. Okay. Oh, it's, it's a de- treat. Oh, it's, it's definitely a treat. A treat. It's definitely yeah. a treat. I mean, if you get them at number ten, you get Obi Toppin at number ten. That's a treat, dude. If you trade up to number three, though, that like that could be a different conversation. That's like that could be a trick because we'll get into that a little bit later because I think mm-hmm. we have one along those lines. So here we go. Here we go. All right. Phoenix does nothing with Kelly Oubre, and he's part of the 2020-2021 Sun Squad. Math or treat. That's going to be a treat. You cut off for a little bit. Sorry if I delayed. But yeah, definitely a treat, dude, because I feel like this is every... What everybody wants, I feel like now, is just they want Kelly Oubre back. I know he's always in every kind of trade scenario ever, but to have him back in the next year's roster, I just think it's something that we expect, and it's going to be a treat for sure. Um, if you say trick, I I mean, how can you go wrong? Even if he does play terribly or he doesn't help the Suns in any way, there's still the trade deadline. So you have to admit that I feel like this would be a treat just, just to have him on the squad to see how far they can go, especially going eight and no in the bubble without him. Just that add that piece would be fantastic. Yeah, I'm going to agree with you there. I think that if he is a member of the Suns and nothing happens, which I'm really hoping at this point is what occurs, that's definitely a treat. Uh, you know, him being a part of the squad next year is not a trick. He's we we've talked multiple times about who he is, what he is, what he brings, and I think that he's definitely a treat if he's on the yes. squad next year. All right, so hit me. What you got? All right, Devin Booker plays uh, point guard for the Suns at the end of next season. So going into the next season, he finishes out the year as our point guard. Would that be a treat or a trick? Switch it Ooh, up. Ooh, you. you went backwards on that. Um, I, did. I think that would be a trick. I think that if Booker's playing point book by the end of next season one of two things has occurred one ricky rubio has failed miserably and or gotten injured as a member of the starting point or as the starting point guard for the phoenix Suns. so we're having to rely on devin booker or he is playing and he's just been ineffective so yeah i yeah i think that if booker's playing point book next season at the end of it that's definitely Mm -hmm. a trick See, I'm going the opposite way. I'm going to say treat um, just because of the reason I think Booker has just blown our minds with his playmaking skills. I think when the beginning of this first, or sorry, the beginning of last year, I feel like we went into the season with like, ah, please no point book, but he's improved so much on the playmaking side of the ball. So I would expect it to be a treat just for the reason that if he's starting as our point guard, maybe we added an addition to where like a, like a Bradley Bill, someone like that that can play alongside Book who continues to improve. So I would definitely see that as a treat. Well, you got Steve Holler says trick, as does Raymond Gonzalez in the in the chat. So I said trick, you said yeah. treat, boom. These guys are on my side. Yes. Yep. You Dang lose. Up on me again, like always. <laughs> All right, here we go. Next one. <laughs> trick or treat, Matthew. Devin Booker knocks up Kendall Jenner. Ooh, I think it's already happened, but yeah, I'm gonna say treat, dude. Honestly, I I 
I'm far away from this relationship as far as I can be. But Devin Booker's a chill dude. And I think Kendall Jenner has always been my favorite out of the Kardashians. Like just her looks. I feel like she has a, such a great personality, doesn't she? So I feel I like no they, <laughs> I know me neither. But I'm going to say treat. I feel like they would have a cute kid and then um, have the kid now book. I think he might already have kids, but have them now. That way you're playing in the league like LeBron James. You can play with your son maybe in the future. <laughs> Did you see that post that Kim Kardashian put for like her 40th birthday on Twitter? And she's, she has all these different pictures where she, everyone in her family like quarantined for two weeks and then she took them all to an island and then they like lived like normal people or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Devin Booker's in the background in one of the yeah. pictures. I'm like, oh man, I think I that know. this is a trick, oh. man. If he knocks her up, there's... Like, I don't see anything good that comes from knocking Booker up. Like, one, who gives a shit? Okay, let's just get that out of the way. Okay. But two, like, we saw what happened to Ricky Rubio when he had a kid last year. Like, midway through the year, he had a kid. Good, God bless him. But his basketball skill diminished for like two weeks. He's up late at night. He's helping out with the kid. It's tough for a, a new father. So yeah. you, you take into account that, of course, I guess they got nannies and shit like that. I don't yeah. know. I don't know if this is a trick or a treat. This is just a dumb question. Tough, dude. Well, I mean, you got to say one, right? You can't. This question's like a trick. <laughs> okay. This question's a trick. There you go. That's my answer. There you go. That's perfect, man. All right. Next All right. one. Trick or treat. Okay. Uh, see, the season begins in December, but only 20% capacity allowed. We touched on this earlier in the arena. Trick or treat. Oh, that's that's got to be a treat, man. I mean, if we can yeah. get arenas to 20% capacity and the arenas have the ability to operate safely and everybody socially distanced, that's a win for the, the league because they're going to have the ability to generate some revenue. It's going to be a win for the players because they have the ability to feed off of the fans. And that's one thing that multiple players said was kind of disadvantageous about the bubble. And then obviously it's a win for us. As you mentioned earlier, we could have the ability to see the Lakers are here for three games so we can go to different one. Um, yeah, I think that would definitely be a treat. All right. Well, I actually have someone on my side this time, Steve Haller. Um, I'm going to do trick just because I want full stadiums. Of course, I wanted the gates to be flooded, just coming in, people, you know, stomping on top of each other, getting in. That's what I want, of course. But of course, That's it's going to so be so 2019, dude. Like, I know. You need to lose that way of thinking. Just let it go. I know stampedes are in the past, but I honestly, I would, I would say trick just for the reason that I want to see a big crowd, especially in the new arena. That's going to be fabulous, but I mean, it's not going to happen, but I'm going to do trick. I know that would be fantastic though. It's yeah. like, it's crazy to think that this year's almost over. It's like, fuck, what a year this has been, man. Like, I yeah. really just want to get to the other side of this damn thing. And then it'll be 2021. It still won't be over. Just it keeps on going. That's keeps fine. on going. We'll All right. Good. All right. Let's let's do another trick or treat for you. Trick or treat, Matthew. Chris Paul comes to Phoenix. Trick Ooh, or treat? Definitely a treat. Uh, I was praising Chris Paul a couple podcasts ago, so I got to stick with it. It's going to be some guy, some guy. It's Chris Paul. I don't want to say call him some guy, but he'll come in and he he proves that every team he's on, he may not go to the Western Conference Finals or the semifinals, whatever. But he honestly, he'll bring winning to the team. And how can you hate that, dude? Because honestly, any team you don't really see it on the floor too much. You'll just see that they won the game. It's really weird. He just inspires these young people that he plays with. So I'm going to say it's definitely a treat. All right. So uh, got people in the, the chat. They're agreeing with you. Treat, treat. I'm going to go the other way. I'm going to say trick on this one, man. I think yeah, bringing Chris Paul, you have to give up a lot. You know, I think the one of the trades that they've talked about is uh, Ricky Rubio and Kelly Oubre, you know, to get Chris Paul. His contract is just massive, I know, man. I know. It's that contract is what makes it a trick. Uh, I, yeah. I like what Steve Holler says. Trick if he fails. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm with you there. I agree 100%, Steve. Yeah. You know, and, and Suns Geek agrees with you. Thanks for joining the Suns Geek and being on the pod last week. Treat for the right yep. price. So that's the issue for me. It's the price. He's, he just costs way too much for us to get. So uh, I, I got to go trick on that one, man. Chris All Paul, right. he's 35. He's getting older. Um, he His diminishing skill set. He and, and here's another thing you, you forget. The dude is injury prone as fuck, man. He just didn't get super injured this past year. He didn't really have the opportunity to get injured because of the, the way the season kind of played itself out. Uh, mm -hmm. But he's injury prone and not for that price, man. He's just way too damn expensive. All right, man. I don't blame you for being on that side. But next up, we got uh, DeAndre Ayton, trick or treat. DeAndre Ayton is our power forward by the end of next season. Ooh, that's such a Matthew question. <laughs> you, it is. Yeah. Well, I mean, one thing you got to like about DeAndre Ayton is that's one thing that he did very well at the University of Arizona. He played a power forward position. He liked it. You can see that that's how his game is kind of tailored. It's more towards a four. Uh, gosh, that's a tough one. If it I is. Say, if, if I say treat, it means that we've 
somehow, some way found somebody who can be a better five for the team. And uh, it allows DeAndre to play the four effectively. Um, but if I say trick, I'm going to go treat. I'm going to go treat. Okay. If, if, if he's playing the four, that means that we have found a solid five who plays the position properly and DeAndre Ayton, who has the skill set of a four at seven feet and, and can defend and can shoot uh, and can ride motorcycles by us in the podcast. I definitely think that that would be a treat. What do you think, Matthew? Uh, I'm going to do trick just because I feel like he is the center of the future for the Suns. I mean, if that's not the case, then all else fails. I feel like uh, we need him at the center position. If he's playing power forward, that's just so strange to think. I know we tried it, but it was so horribly terrible. So I do not want that to happen again. So we're going to do trick. Okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. Here's my next trick or treat for you. Mm-hmm. Um, let's go. Ricky Rubio <laughs> pulls a 2006 Steve Nash and shows up to camp with a crop top haircut. Trick or treat, Matthew. This is such a Matthew question, right? But I didn't write this one. <laughs> I, <wrote this> one. <laughs> yeah, I know. Uh, I want to do trick, dude. Have you seen that? head and shoulders commercial the foreign one where he's in the shower and he releases his hair dude like the most beautiful thing i've ever seen like if i go to whenever i do if i do go to heaven and jesus looks like that dude i'm gonna need a pillow to cover myself you know what i mean <laughs> so he, i i feel like do not if he gets rid of that hair i'm probably gonna smash my tv wow so it's definitely a trick for you um yeah. I was gonna say trick too but i didn't have anything nearly as uh descriptive as you uh, lined up i just be like man that would suck because i remember when steve nash did that and it was uh it, it was a, it was a rough year you know you're used to steve nash running down the court you know doing kind of the yeah the, the hand over ear thing that ricky rubio currently does and then all of a sudden it was gone and he had this like weird like it almost looked like japan animation yeah like, like he was one i know of those, i know uh, what you mean well, I don't. What's that stuff called? I'm so bad at this stuff. It's all right. I don't remember. Wait, what's the what's, the what's the Japan animation stuff called? Anime. Anime. Yeah, he looked like an anime <laughs> character. That's how, that's how horrible I am. Uh, Paul in chat. Yeah. Trick like Samson cutting his hair. Exactly. Ricky Rubio mm-hmm. gathers strength from his hair. It would be a trick if he was to cut it. You yeah. heard this live here on the Suns Jam Session podcast. Yeah. And I, I, I don't want to miss the plays where he's trying to dribble the ball while putting his ponytail up at the same yeah, time or hurry up and get yeah. it up before the timeout in, inbounds. So, yeah, it's yeah impressive. You, you can't have that, dude. Uh, so, uh, next question uh, trick or treat. More than 50% of the Suns roster is changed by the end of next season's tread, trade deadline. Ooh, uh, too that- many trusts. Trick. I think that's a trick. Uh, yeah. If we've turned over that much of the roster this season, it's it's a trick. Things didn't go right. We were trying to, you know, either do a fire sale because we weren't playing well enough or injuries have occurred. You know, typically you turn over about, I think, 40% of your roster regardless. But looking at, at this short offseason, going into next season, I don't think the turnover is going to be as much as everybody hopes and anticipates for a couple different reasons. Um, primarily for the fact that everybody's kind of getting ready. They don't know what next season is going to uh, happen financially or with the yeah. actual season itself. So it's like, you know what, let's just kind of stand pat. But if we, if we go 50% of our rosters flipped by this time next year at the end of next season, that's gotta be a trick, man. Yeah. I'm actually with you on this one. I'm going to say trick just because I feel like maybe we can trade two or three players on this roster, but as a whole, I mean, we really love it. So to split it up and do 50%, that's too much, man. So trick. Yep. Okay. Next one. Trick or treat. Suns move up in the draft for any reason. Trick. Don't do it, right? Do not move up. There's no reason. I feel like there's not going to be one team that wants to move up. So there's going to be no draft picks to play the fifth or sixth pick. And then the people will start picking, if that makes any sense. No one wants to move up, dude. And especially the Suns. There's no reason to. So trick. I think you might see teams move up because some teams are going to want to move down. Like, obviously, the the yin to the yang there is if somebody's moving down. Yeah, but people like I want the Suns to move down. <laughs> like if we do draft yeah. that pick, like trade down, get the 16th pick, you're going to save more money on that draft pick itself and you're going to garner another asset. Like Yeah. That's the way, but in order for that to happen, somebody's got to move up. So, I definitely agree. It's a it's a trick if the Suns move up from number 10. Like there is no yeah. LeBron James in this draft. There's no Zion, there's no John Morant. There is no guy who's going to thoroughly and utterly change your franchise and change the course of its direction. You have a bunch of guys who are fantastic role players that appear so these are guys that you need on your team in an effort to be a champion but you're not going to trade up and lose assets in an effort to do so you know 
That's yeah. what I think. No, I definitely agree with you, man. Um, so next question. Trick or treat. Robert Sarver sells the Suns. Treat, please, God, do it. Treat. <laughs> <laughs> you see the Jazz are up for sale? Or some guys buying the Jazz and then like... Oh, uh, then who else? Oh, the, the New York Mets are up for sale. But yeah, the Jazz, somebody's buying they the Jazz. The, yeah, the guy who <laughs> bought the Jazz, I think he bought it for like $26 million and he's selling it for like $8 billion or something. Oh, Don't quote me on those numbers. It's not good, but it's definitely a good investment. Yeah. Uh, but if Robert Sarver were to sell the Suns, that's a definite 100% slam dunk treat. Yeah. Uh, I just, you know, Robert Sarver has been hands off a little bit these past couple mm-hmm. years, and we enjoy that. It's one of those things you have to be appreciative of because the moment he gets involved, everything goes to hell. You get the Gretas of the world just, you know, like cussing him out in public forums and things of that nature. <laughs> so I know, so says Jay from Fanny the Flames podcast. Like he's a he's a Sarver defender, and I can understand that. You know, he's a, he's a lawyer. That's what he does. He defends people. Uh, but I can't defend Sarver, and I would love for him to be gone. So that'd be a treat. Yeah, Tell me it's a trick. I'm going to say a trick just because now I feel like he has maybe accepted the role of just being the owner. Maybe that's the reason. Um, if it was last season, you asked me this, and we made up this, this podcast questionnaire, then I would say definitely treat, but trick, I feel like he's turned it around. I think he's got the right staff, everything in place. And you can tell by the picks, everything that's going on. It's not him. I feel like he has really let loose and just let everyone have their own party. So it's nice to have that, which is probably not even true. So, but I'm going to say trick. I don't know why I'm saying trick. I don't know either, man. Like I'm actually kind of disappointed <laughs> with yeah. the slam dunk question. Yeah, I'm a real jerk. Um, Sorry. Yeah, I mean, even people in chat say, "Don't say that, Matthew. That means there's no hold." So come on, Matthew. Oh, yeah. Get your shit together. Sorry. All right, one last, last trick or treat. Unless anyone has in the chat has anything for trick or treat for us. Yeah. Uh, Matthew Dario Sarch is a member of the of the Suns next year. Trick or treat treat dude i want to wear that jersey next year i have with josh jackson's name taped over the back with his but honestly i think that just him accepting his role as a backup player just a six man would be fantastic dude that's an extra treat two treats and then i can't sleep all night so i would be very very excited if he were to be back next year yeah i'm a big fan of him being back as well i think that he's just one of those guys who you need to be successful and when he embraced his role in the bubble we saw nothing but positive results occur i mean he was the hustle guy coming off the bench, he could run a little point. Sarich was going on him, bringing the ball up the court. And, you know, he's in that, I think he's going to his fifth year. Like he's becoming that kind of veteran presence that we're looking for via free agency. And it's like, you know what you have it in him, you, you know, pay the guy and uh, you got, you got to enjoy what you get for, for him. You know, he's, he can play in the post. He can shoot the three a little bit. Yeah. Oh, definitely a treat. If we keep Sarich as a member of the sun. Cause you hear me talk? Sorry, just really quick. Yeah, yeah, yeah you're. It's it's my headphones. They're cutting oh, it out. It? Yeah, nice. I think it's playing a trick or treat on me. It is, man. It's yeah. haunted. It's, That's what's going on. It's because there's a blue moon this weekend. <laughs> you, yeah. you know what a blue moon is? Yeah, I do. What is a blue? moon? I haven't moon? had one in a while. What what is it's it? A, it's it's a, well, you know, new. Uh, it's made by uh, Bel- it's a Belgian wheat beer. No, a blue moon is when a you get two full moons in the same month. So okay. that, yeah, if if a if a full moon happens on Halloween, it's always a blue moon, just the way science works. So, you've okay. been science, Matthew. Anything Beautiful. else? Trick or treat? Not for me. Good. Yeah. All right. Well, then it is that time when we talk about thoughts. Um, brains. All right, so the first thing I want to talk about that's not necessarily Suns-related, but it kind of is, is the fact that news broke earlier this week that Amari Stoudemire is going to be joining Steve Nash in Brooklyn as an assistant coach. How much are you pulling for the Nets now, man? Oh, well, I was already they were already my favorite East team when Nash joined, so this even makes it more official. Like, I, I'm very excited. I think that I love what they're doing in Brooklyn. I love how, like, even with Kyrie's comments about how Nash is he's our head coach, but we don't really have a head coach, something like that. I feel yeah. like it's just, it's a real it's a group that they know how to win. They both they all want to win a championship this year. Adding Amari Stoudemire, I mean, he knows that Steve Nash is a leader. Why else would he come to? Why else would he go to Brooklyn? Plus, I feel like the fashion and stuff. He loves Brooklyn. I think Mari would really do well just because I feel like he can really back Steve Nash on a lot of stuff, with a lot of ideas he has because he was on the team when we were winning nothing, but. You know, um, we got to the West Conference Finals or whatever. But besides that, I mean, they're a bunch of winners. So I'm very excited, dude. I, I just I can't imagine what's going to be like when they visit here in Phoenix. That whole squad, it's going to be nuts. 
Yeah, it's. I'm excited to hear that he has the opportunity to do so. I don't know what he's necessarily going to really bring to the team because just like Nash, he's never coached. I do think that just experience as an NBA player, um, knowing that you have Kyrie Irving and Kevin Durant, like it's kind of like when Eric Spolstra took over the Heat when they had LeBron and Wade and Bosh. It's like you really can't fuck that up too much, I feel. Yeah. Like, you get to the playoffs, you can definitely fuck it up. Like during the regular season, you have an opportunity to really grow and learn on the job, knowing that your team is probably going to be a successful team given the roster that's given to him so i mean uh it's going to be cool to see just nash and stoudemire together on the bench wearing that it shit is. it's is going it, to be really it cool too or no is it like a little bit sad for some reason like that they're no. together and they're going to probably win a championship there in brooklyn no, no. i mean i'd be very happy for them of course but it's kind of like i wish they were kind of maybe like our head coach and assistant coach that would be kind of badass right well that'd be awesome but i mean i think that i'm just at that point where i'm so in love with uh, who we have in our front office and and coaching our team. That's like, there's no jealousy. Now, if this had been like the yes. year where, where like Jay Triano was still our head coach and like yeah. Nash and Mamari are like, you know, having this courtship over there in Brooklyn, I'd be like, dude, this is bullshit, man. Like, why can't yeah. we bring these guys back to the franchise? You know? So, I mean, it's like, it's, that's true. We're, we're in a good place right now as a franchise. Yeah. So I can just root for them for afar. And it's also nice that they're in the Eastern conference and again, on a team that I don't necessarily have any, hard feelings for like imagine exactly. if this happened and they were in like in dallas oh my god dude that would be miserable wouldn't that suck that would it'd be like what else how else can dallas get better but then also break our hearts that would At be the it. expense of the suns it's like sean marion won a it. championship with dallas you know so it's like yeah i could i yeah. could see them trying to pull that That's move true. but you know what none of that happened you know it's a it's a treat to watch Amari Stoudemire and, and Steve Nash as the head coach and the assistant head coach awesome. for the Brooklyn Nets. I'm, I'm can't really wait. excited I'm for so that. Pumped, man. All right. So what are your thoughts on uh, Daryl Morey being rumored to sign with Philadelphia? Uh, do you think that he takes that team and just oh, blows it up? Well, he did sign, correct? I just want to get my facts straight. He okay. might have. I don't know. When I Earlier oh, okay. today, I know it was still rumored. Okay. Yeah. yeah, yeah he, Ten hours did. ago. Yeah. Everywhere it's still rumored, but it's pretty much there. I mean, uh, we okay. Woj tweeted out eleven hours ago that the Philadelphia 76 are in advanced oh, yeah. talks on a deal to hire Daryl Morey to oversee the franchise basketball operations. Sources tell ESPN. Yeah, it's kind of crazy too because I feel like we heard a lot about how maybe he might take a year off or something like that. Yeah. But when you have that guy in the front office, I mean, it's just you know there's gonna be success it's just who he brings in and who he lets go i mean you might have the Embiid trade or you might have the ben simmons trade do you feel like maybe james harden follows him there can he play or can he have another team with james harden and fail again like you know what i mean if they don't make the nba championship with james harden in philadelphia maybe if they trade um ben simmons for uh, james harden i don't know because there's a lot of different ways this can go but i'm actually excited for him to have another opportunity but it's so quick it turned around so quickly dude i actually thought he wouldn't even be a gm this year I, but he is <laughs> all of a sudden that's, that's my thing with daryl Morey. is like this is happening so quick so fast it's such a short off season. It's like, is he going to have an opportunity to make all the trades that he's known for doing? I mean, that's what he does is he makes trades. I forget what they were talking about today on ESPN, the number of trades he made in the past X amount of years with the Rockets, but he made a ton of trades and, you know, big splash trades as well. So yes, I think a big splash trade potentially could happen. I know they were talking about today. They're like, Oh, uh, Joel Embiid's done there. Uh, I think he is, but I don't think it's just quite yet. I think it might be like before the trade deadline kind of thing. He'll, Maybe, you know, he does the whole money ball, uh, uh, saber metrics, analytics, all that stuff. Um, and he might yeah. just try to look in free agency to find a couple plug-in guys to try a little bit and see if he can, you know, essentially uh, jolt that offense to life and try to make Embiid and, and uh, Ben Simmons play in harmony uh, along with Tobias Harris. But if that doesn't work initially for the first like 20 games of the season, I can see him blowing that fucker up, man. Oh, yeah, definitely be... But I feel like you have to do it right away. I don't think you can go another whole season in the trade deadline and do it again because we've seen what we got from Ben Simmons and uh, Joel Embiid. But then you also hear things like Joel Embiid might be getting away with too much in Philadelphia. I forgot who said that. And like he's probably treated like the king there. You know what I yes. mean? So special circumstances for him, just like Kawhi Leonard in a way, to where players get upset. So maybe that's what's going on over there too. There's just so much, especially to take on one team. You're taking on the Sixers. It's like you have to prove a lot going into next year, and you have to make the right move right away. You you can't mess up, I feel like, this year. Yeah, I'm going to be interested to see like how long his contract is because you're right. I don't know how much wiggle room he's essentially going to have because they've got – monster contracts over there and you're right i mean i remember we talked to i think it was a uh, dan valpone who uh is a writer for 
Liberty City Ballers, which what is an SB, SB Nation uh, site. And we asked him that question. Like, are you a Ben Simmons guy? Or are you Joel Embiid? And he's like, Joel Embiid all the way. Like, that That's city loves Joel Embiid. Yeah, but the basketball do. analytics guys don't necessarily like him. Um, so it'll be really interesting to see the king of basketball analytics show up in Philadelphia and what he's going to do with him. You know, and then I'm going to bring it back to the Suns. Like, with Daryl Morey over there, is this somehow, some way going to trickle down to the Phoenix Suns? Are we the team that could potentially get a Ben Simmons out of this deal? Like, I don't foresee Joel Embiid coming our way, but is Ben Simmons somebody who falls into the the kind of player that Morey likes? And if not, you know, I mean, that that's what a lot of people were talking about on Twitter today. Uh, they were talking about different trade scenarios that could essentially bring different p- parts of that organization out west to Phoenix. Do you think that Daryl Morey would blow it up to the point? And if so... Could the Suns end up with like a Ben Simmons? Would you like that? I would love it. I feel like if he has his mindset to get him out of there, Ben Simmons, then he's going to trade him and the best trades available. And I feel like we have a lot of young talent, of course, but it's just like, who do you want to give up? I have no idea. I would love if he were to join the team, but it's just what you're going to give up. And plus, I feel like him and Booker in the backcourt would just be awesome. I don't even know how to explain it. I feel like... Ben Simmons is like the perfect guy to sit next to book in the backcourt just because like book can do everything. Like I was talking about earlier with playmaking shooting. We know that, but then to have Ben Simmons who I feel like it's so weird. Cause he's an all-star. You look at his stats and like, they're not too great. They're kind of like, you know, um, Ricky Rubio, like he kind of has almost better stats than Ben Simmons, but he's an all-star, but Ben Simmons knows how to win. And I feel like he's the guy that can play you 40 minutes when it's needed. Unlike a rookie Rubio. So I'm all down for that, dude. If Ben Simmons were to join the Suns. Yeah, I think it would be, uh, it'd be fantastic to have him as a member of our team. Um, but to your point, like, what do you have to give up? Ricky Rubio would have to be gone. The Kelly Uber contract would probably have to be a part of that as well, because Ben Simmons making a shit ton of money. So you'd have yeah. to probably kiss both of those guys. Goodbye. But he and you and you would lose three point shooting, which it's not like Ricky Rubio was like deadly from downtown, but he he definitely improved his three point stroke this past season with the Phoenix Suns learning from Devin Booker right next to him. So giving up, you know, those guys in an effort to get Ben Simmons, I mean, it would be a different offense. Now, you know that uh, Ben Simmons and Monty Williams have a relationship because, you know, Monty was an assistant coach in Philly. So, you know, he'd obviously probably be a point of contact for James Jones if he was to ask him like, hey. What do you think about this? Do you think it could work within the confines of the offense that you want to run? Yada, yada, yada. So I think it'd be really interesting. Uh, Raymond Gonzalez in the chat. That'd be two of Kendall Jenner's starting five right there. So <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we'd have yeah. The, the Kendall Jenner backcourt starting they for the Phoenix Suns. some of that pie. <laughs> or what did I say? I don't know. Uh, pumpkin pie. Pumpkin <laughs> pie. Um, so the NBA draft is going to be held virtual this season, which I don't really believe is a surprise to anyone. No. Uh, what the heck are we doing for the NBA draft here on the Suns oh, Jam session? Do we you know, know yet? We know what we're gonna. We're at least gonna do um, a live podcast, right? We're gonna live stream oh, yeah. this bad boy. We're gonna be on air. Um, that's what we're doing. Yeah, right? it'll be fun. It, it, well, it'll be interesting because because it is virtual. Do you think it's gonna move faster or slower? I think it's fast. And if you go back to the NFL draft where they did a virtual, it was fantastic. I loved it so much, dude. I feel like you kind of got it because there's in the nba draft there's not too much going on it's just like they walk into the stage it's not really that fantastic you know the nfl draft is huge like they're outdoors they're taking up a whole city all that stuff the nba draft can be virtual and i'm gonna love it i think it's gonna go by pretty quick but then in between they're gonna have the players and who died in their families they get to explain their hardships and all that that's gonna be great just like the nfl draft so well that's what made the nfl draft last so last so long that was kind of my issue with it like yeah. not, not necessarily an issue with it but when the NFL does the draft, they take the first days for the first round, the second days for like the second and third. I mean, there's so many rounds and they just draw it out. I'm wondering if the NBA is like, listen, we're going to take the the NBA draft and we're going to make it a two and a half hour, maybe, maybe three hour event. And if they do that, we're going to be moving pretty fast. And the nice thing yeah. about that is like from, you know, us as podcasters are going to be doing a live stream during it. It'd be really cool because we could literally sit there, have the draft on doing a live stream and talk about the different players as they're popping up. We could get to that number 10 pick pretty quick. You know, the one thing I I'd fear is we start doing a podcast. We're like, okay, it's on November 18th at 4 p.m. Arizona time. We're going to go live 4 p.m. Arizona's time. And like the 10th pick doesn't come around to like, you know, like 5.30. And that's like the NFL draft that would happen. I don't think that'll happen in the NBA draft. I don't think so. I mean, I watched the Ringers um, live stream when they did it, I think it was uh, two years ago when DeAndre Ayton was drafted. I think it went pretty quick and they sat around, they were talking, it took up time. So 
if there's enough of us, including the phlegm in my throat, if we're all there, you know, hanging out, that, having fun, it'll go by definitely very quick. So okay, so if, you, so if your phlegm th- shows up. Okay, so maybe we'll do that. And, and perhaps we'll do a Megapod and we'll bring in the solar panel guys and the fan of the flame guys and watch all the picks. And uh, yeah, that'd be fun. That'd be fun. So yeah, maybe that's what we'll be do doing it. on the 18th, which is which is a Wednesday. And then we can have a pod literally the next day and talk about what, you know, <laughs> yep. whatever, whatever. All um, day, all night. All day, all night. Sun's Jam Station, baby. All right. Uh, last thing I want to talk about on our thoughts is uh, Booker is 88 on the newest version of NBA 2K21. It's not like amazing news, but I just thought, you know, as my fellow 2Ker that you are, do you think this is yeah. where he should be ranked? Yeah, um, it, it's it's weird. I feel like it's it's okay. Um, there's still non-believers out there, and 2K is one of them. I think he can definitely make the leap this year to 91 as the season goes along, which is gonna happen. So 88 is not too bad. I think he started like last the last release they had. He was 86, I believe, which was yeah. really bad. So 88, I feel like is more respectable. But honestly, he probably deserves an 89 where I think he should be. Um, but he'll get to 90-91, which will be where he should be next season. Yeah, well, he's. It's a great starting point, like you said. It you is. Know, it's, yeah. it, it's not like he's starting at eighty-two or eighty-six. You know, it's like eighty-eight. He's he's close to that ninety club. Uh, I put out an article on Bright Side of the Sun where I really broke down not only his individual rankings in every attribute category, but I also took a look at some of his advanced metrics and just kind of said, okay, this makes sense because of the advanced metrics say this, and the advanced metrics don't agree with like his playmaking, for example. Like you look at. Uh, Devin Booker's overall playmaking on the video game, and it doesn't truly reflect how he really plays. They gave him an 80 for, for playmaking, and they give him, you know, like 79 for pass accuracy, 87 for ball handle, which might be a little generous, uh, 83 for pass IQ, 75 for pass vision. And I'm like, okay, those are average numbers. But then you look at like the advanced metrics, and when it comes to plays playmaking, like he is a hundred or in the or in the top like 90th percentile in almost every advanced mm-hmm. metric category. Uh, so I just thought he was kind of robbed there. Um, but he's the 23rd overall player in the game. If he wants to get into the 90 club, he's got to jump these players, essentially. Okay, yeah. Pascal Siakam, Russell Westbrook, Paul George, Chris Paul, Trey Young, which is bullshit, Donovan Mitchell, which is bullshit, <laughs> Clay Thompson, Kyrie Irving is the is in the 90 club. So I definitely think that he's it, as he performs, he will rise in those rankings. Um, but I just think that, you know, like Trey Young is not – the yeah. same as Devin fucking Booker. I'm sorry. No, he's not. Donovan Mitchell is not the same as Devin Booker. Well, the, okay. The thing is with Devin Booker, though, he is such a different player to where he's improving every year and every attribute. He can just do it all now on the floor, basically. Besides defense, of course, that will come. But I think he just, I don't think 2K, they don't really understand anything with these ratings. They have a hard time with him all the time. But just to like watch Booker or to think of Booker, they have him as a slasher, which makes sense, and he could shoot. But they don't know the playmaking because they haven't seen it enough. He's just improving this year to where he's not elite, but he's been very, very good at it. So, like I said, he'll be a 91-92. Yeah, well, I hope he gets there. All right, so we have uh, we have Antonio Brown to the Bucks, Des Bryant to the Ravens. Thought. Yeah, nah, I kid, I kid. What uh, what are you gonna be for Halloween this year, Matthew? You know, this year nothing. I'm not invited to any parties. No one wants me over. No, I'm just kidding. I'm not actually gonna dress up this year, and it's been a while since I dressed up. Um, but what are you gonna be? I think I'm just going to be fat. I've done a good job eating a lot of candy and drinking a lot of beer recently. You oh, know, the, that sounds fun. You know, like the the Major League Baseball playoffs, there was they were long. There was a lot of beer consumed, so I gained probably about ten pounds that I didn't want to. So I'm just going to be fat for Halloween. You know, it's a uh, it's the year where I really think that Halloween's not existing. Uh, I'm not going to be handing out candy. Oh, you Are you know. not going to? Okay. Well, it depends. I haven't heard any official news, so I don't know. I'm definitely going to be hanging out with the kiddos, though. They're dressed yeah. up. Yep. Um, I was going to do our dumb trade of the week, but we all already kind of talked about it. It was the Ricky Rubio and for Chris Paul and all that fun stuff. So I don't think we need to go down that Avenue again. I just, I think that Chris Paul cost way too much money. Yep. And I would be happy. I think, I don't know. I'm on all sides. <laughs> I don't know what to think anymore. Um, I think that's all we really got. Uh, you got, you watching anything new or, you know, what, what's, what's Matthew Lissy doing on his downtime right now? Oh, downtime, you know, not too much. You reading not any books? Much. No, not right now. And it's funny, today I was talking with a friend where I'm like, I want to read something. And we both admitted, like, we hate reading. But honestly, if you find something good, it's fun to read. So go out there. You know, the library is actually closed because I was trying to check that out yesterday, too. And it's Matthew closed. And your, and your, loop, and your library card, I swear to God. Yeah. 
<laughs> what uh like what 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 kind of books do you like to read? Um see that's a tough question. It's all over the place. A lot of it is mainly nonfiction stuff. So I'm okay. not I'm not into like the fantasies, the sci-fi stuff like that. It's just stuff that you know I can learn. Um mental disorders, stuff like that, psychopaths, things of that nature. Very fun to read about. I'm scared. I mean, I know it's Halloween a couple days, but wow, you're reading about psychopaths, Matthew. See, I like sci-fi, man. Like Ender's Game, anything yeah. Michael Crichton writes. I mean, I'm all about that stuff. Oh, that's cool, man. Uh, I'm spending my extra time painting. Oh, yeah, what are you doing? Oh, yeah, well, I mean, just look behind me here, dude. That it looks great. It, yeah. it, it, it's can you tell who those, can you tell who those guys are? Yes, I can. Who is it? Uh, Dwayne Thomas. The other guy, I think, is Leonardo da Vinci. Then Close. The top one, I don't know. Tony the Tiger, who is that? Can you not tell who the top one is? No, no, KJ, man. Okay, just make it yeah, sure. Yeah, it looks like, good. It looks okay. Yeah, Dude, so perfect. I can't wait till it's all done. I know this. This is great for all the people who are listening on the podcast. But what I'm doing is I'm painting a. I have like a four foot by three foot canvas, and I'm painting like sun's greats on it. So I currently have Devin Booker, Mars Stoudemire, and KJ on it, and I'm just going to continue to expand it. Uh, I like to, I, in my garage areas where I like to paint and it's finally cool enough to where I can go out there and not just like sweat unbelievably and profusely. So nice. that's what I've been working on is this bad boy back here. Uh, so every time you tune into the live stream podcast, hopefully I'll have another face or two up there and we'll just kind of go all the way across the, the canvas until it's done. And then, uh, yeah, uh, it'll look really Fit cool. Them all, dude. Fit I'm them trying all. to, it's, it's hard to kind of figure out who I want to put on there, man. Cause it's like, okay, I've got KJ, I got Amari, I got Booker, like Nash will be on there. Barkley will be on there. I'll put Alvin Adams gonna be and Walter the, Davis. Gonna be in the Who? Marion, right? No, Barkley will be in no. the middle. Oh, that's good. Yeah, I got Bar- Barkley will be in the middle. Um, but yeah, like Alvin Adams, like, and like I want to put Dick Van Arsdale. I definitely do. He's the original son, but it's like it's hard to yeah. find a good picture that I'd like to do of him. Like, cause he just looks so goofy. Just in from all the waist pictures. down, the waist down, little tiny shorts. <laughs> just, just a bunch he could be of on the top. He could just <laughs> be his legs and tiny shorts. <laughs> in the back, there's just what are those? Oh, that's Dick Van Arsdale short yeah. shorts from 1972. Yeah. That's what those are. So, <laughs> well, I think that's all we got on this version or episode of uh, the Suns Jam Session podcast. We appreciate you hanging out with us. Make sure you follow us on Twitter at Suns Jam. You can follow the uh, the podcast wherever you are listening to your podcast. Make sure you just subscribe to it on the Bright Side of the Sun Podcast Network, whether it be on Spotify or Apple Podcasts or Stitcher or on any of those. Um, if you're not a fan of our YouTube channel, stop by Suns Jam Session and make sure you subscribe and click the little bell and get notified every time we go live. Again, we're going to be changing that up here pretty quick. It's going to be Sunday nights at 8 p.m. Arizona time as well as Thursday nights starting next week. Sunday. So November 1st, we're going to do those twice a week, which uh, is going to be really fun. I like a week is just too long not to do a podcast. It is. It really is. So um, you can follow me on Twitter at Darth Voida. You can follow Matthew on Twitter. I'm Matthew Lucy. That's correct. Uh, that's all I got for this podcast. Uh, let me put on my Darth Vader helmet and uh, have a good night. Yeah, everyone go home and love your family. Amen. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>